Sam Bankman-Fried is sitting in a Bahamian prison. Checks notes. Sam Bankman-Fried has been extradited to the United States and is sitting in a prison in the United States. Checks notes. Sam Bankman-Fried is out on $250 million bail and is playing League of Legends in his parents' basement. How did this guy go from sitting in one of the worst rat-infested, maggot-infested, rape-infested jails in the world to back to his parents' basement where all crypto people eventually end. We're going to talk about that and all of the news in review today. You guys don't want to miss it. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and close your eyes and take a nap on that like button. If you're wondering why I look like I just rolled out of bed and why my voice sounds like I swallowed some sort of wild animal, it's because holiday travel. I got home, pulled into the house with my seven-year-old like this and my three-year-old like this at around 2.30 in the morning last night. That's about seven hours ago. By the time we got everyone settled, everything, it was after three. I woke up at 8.45 this morning in a complete daze and confusion. Newsletter not yet written, but ready to show up here and talk to you guys about the weekend review. And this isn't just a weekend review for you guys. It's a weekend review for me. I literally have not turned on a computer, opened a computer, looked at a computer in a week. Didn't write any newsletters, didn't do any streams, didn't even barely check the news, wasn't even sure of the price of Bitcoin, to be quite honest, because I went skiing with my family. Am I good at skiing? No, no. I skied once in 2019 for about four days, and this was the second time that I ever uh, went skiing, but I will tell you, it's pretty much the most fun thing in the world. It's amazing. And I'll also tell you what's really frustrating. I kind of tweeted about this, but yet once again, I was outclassed, out-athleticized, out just out everythinged by my wife. She was the same, went in 2019 for the first time ever. We're out in Snowmass. So we decided, hey, we'll do two days of private lessons this time, right? The kids will go do their thing. Two days of private private lessons. We do the first day of the private lessons. We're also there with friends who can really ski. They're out doing their thing. On the second day, we all of a sudden Emmy is like a uh, Olympian, like Alpine downhill skier, like perfect parallel skis and stuff. We go to lunch and on the way to lunch, she's like, I'm going to ski with the other people. No more lesson. I go back to the instructor and he goes, I've been, I've been doing this for 40 years. Scott actually called me Steve doing this for 40 years. Steve, your wife is a once in a generational talent at skiing. He's like, you're never going to keep up with her. She's always going to be faster down the mountain. She's always going to be better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But this is not a sport that you guys are going to play together. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But I I, I kept up anyways. But yeah, so it was really, really fun. And uh, pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Kids loved it. Took, my, took them down like a big part of the mountain. My seven-year-old. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Anyways, that's so that's what I've been doing. If you're wondering where I've been and why I haven't been here for the holidays. And you may have noticed also while I was gone. Got a, got a new sponsor, which is awesome because obviously uh, that's something that we're excited about to keep everything going, to keep you guys informed, to keep momentum flying. And that is Prime XBT. And you've probably seen them on a million YouTubers. 
streams. We're going to be telling you a hell of a lot more about them over the next few months. But as you can see, we got the banner thing. You can read about that. You can check them down in the description. You can get like 7,000 bucks, depending on how much you deposit. There's a lot going on there, and we're going to be keeping you updated with everything that they're building over the coming months. Joe Bob here says, ski resort sponsor. Yes, I'm sponsored by by, uh, by Snowmass, Aspen Snowmass. That would be awesome, though, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Drusified says, Scotty, can I sponsor your stream, too? Got a little crypto apparel shop I started. Yeah, you're for free, man. I'll let you come on one day and tell us about it. Tell us about it. I'll put it up there. But anyways, you didn't come to hear about uh, my ski trips um, or the nightmare that is holiday travel. It took us 26 hours to get there on the first day. We ended up having to sleep in Dallas, get up in the morning, fly to a different city, drive to Aspen. It was a whole thing. But we did get home yesterday. Our friends that we were with, we had a 3 p.m. flight. They had an 8 a.m. flight. And last I checked at 9 p.m., they were still in Colorado in a different airport. Right. And they had left uh, seven hours before us. Nightmare. Anyways, uh, Izzy says, Scott got awesome voice, to be honest. Yeah. And it's even better when I'm tired. <clears throat> As uh, my mom always said, you know, you've got a face made for radio. But let's dive into the news right now because, yeah, as I said in the beginning, obviously the story right now. The story right now is Sam Bankman freed and how everyone in crypto comes full circle and eventually ends up living in their mom's basement. SPF's $250 million bail is one of the largest in U.S. history. It doesn't mean he has that much. Guys, okay, so like, you know, I'm sitting down the airport trying to catch up and I start seeing all these tweets. SPF only had $100,000. How did he pay $250 million in bail, right? Where did they get the $250 million? Did Joe Biden post the bail? I don't know, man. But wild conspiracy theories. And it took me all of like 30 seconds Googling what this means to know that he didn't have $250 million. You don't even need to put down anything. It's a personal recognizance bond, which means that as long as you show up in court and do the predetermined things that the court says, you don't have to put down anything, Right. So $250 million is a big number, but it's a penalty on the people who signed for him if he leaves and nobody's ever going to pay $250 million if Sam Bankman fried disappears. It's an incredible, incredible clickbait, nonsensical story, right? And everybody, as usual, fell for it. But yeah, I, I, you know, I did a Google search. They probably didn't put anything down. They have like a few million dollar house, right? They had apparently his parents signed and two other unknown, very wealthy people signed the guarantee. So he gets moved to his parents' house, gets to chill there for a while with the ankle bracelet on and stuff, and probably didn't actually have to pay anything. But as I tweeted this morning, what could be more fitting than his parents effectively using 10x leverage and uh, meaningless signature on a piece of paper to like get this loan, right? To, could have been 10%, $25 million that they guaranteed Pretty fitting that the FTX uh, CEO who went down for offering offering these kind of products, that's how his parents rolled. That's how his parents rolled. But either way, he's ended up back probably having a tough time catching up on League of Legends. I'm going to be honest. I feel for the guy. Right? But basically, the story would go that he was opposing extradition, spent a few nights in Bahamian prison with uh, 
Jimbo and friends and was like, nah, bro, I would literally rather do 400 years in the United States than sit in this prison. And then got home and was like, oh, I guess I'm going to chill on my, on my couch. Pretty wild. It's a pretty wild story. But you guys have seen the pictures, right? I mean, first of all, like, I don't know what weight loss plan he's on. I guess like uh, starving and um, dropping the soap. But the guy looks like he lost half his, half, half his body weight. Right? He also looks uh, like he's going to have a sword duel with a musketeer. Or maybe that he's going to search for buried treasure. I don't really know. But to be honest, this is pretty much the best that he's ever looked. It's some like strong El Chapo vibes. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible just looking at the picture. I think this is the first time in history that I've ever seen handcuffs used as cufflinks on a French cuff shirt. It's brilliant. I mean, look at that. He's got the open cufflinks, but wearing handcuffs. That has to be a first in history. It would have been cool if they had looped them through the uh, thingies. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but uh, I would say that uh, Sam is looking svelte, hardened. He probably has a huge full back tattoo at this point that was done in prison. He's a hardened criminal now. Look at him. Look at him. But yeah, guys, please don't be fooled by the Sam Bankman fried paid $250 million to get out of jail. This is a symbolic gesture. This is a gesture. Luke here says straight out of Princess Bride. Yeah, he's not left-handed. No more rhyming and I mean it. Anybody want to peanut? Princess Bride is a great movie, man. It's a really great movie. It's a good one, man. Anyways, so moving on. And how did we get here, right? I mean, it's got to be that SBF you know, had these loyal, like, uh, consigliers, like second in command, these people that would die for him or do anything, either that or uh, Gary Wang and Carolyn Ellison, the two people closest to him, quickly ratted him out immediately and went for deals themselves. And we had already seen that Ryan Salome from Salami Salami Salame, that Ryan uh, from from uh, FTX US, he already, uh, we know, flipped on SBF before the bankruptcy and told the Bahamian authorities that SBF was transferring money basically from FTX to Alameda and it was all a huge Ponzi scheme. But now we have finally the reemergence of Carolyn, who people thought was uh, fleeing all over the world, was doing like the face off thing and getting plastic surgery. Nah, she was just cooperating, guys. All she was doing was going ahead and cooperating, which is a thing. And this is not like a joke. So I, I'm sure that she will get pleaded down massively. Maybe won't even do jail time. I have no idea. But she is facing up to 110 years on seven charges, including wire fraud and conspiracy to commit both commodities and securities fraud. 110 years. And Gary's Wang, he's, he's, at, uh, he's at four charges, I think. Uh, conspiracy to commit wire fraud and securities fraud. And he faces up to 50 years in prison. And they've both been released on $250,000 bond, not to be confused with $250 million bond. So they're both also chilling at home awaiting trial. But let's be honest here, guys. Let's be honest, because we did a lot of criticizing. We did a lot of criticizing. Oh, my God, myself included. I literally like went on TV myself. I was like, nobody's going to jail, bro. Right. You've heard me say like. Suzu and Kyle, I'm not saying that they uh, committed the same kind of fraud as SBF, but those dudes are like on a beach and painting and Doquan, I don't even know where he is, but nobody ever gets in trouble for financial crime until this time, right? You have to give credit. This was a massive effort by the United States, the SEC, CFTC, Justice Department. 
they turn this around fast and they are definitely punishing the people responsible. So uh, we had a lot of unfound criticism for the United States government, I would say. Man, Johnny Rico said that he goes by Little Wang now. That's one of the funniest comments I've ever read. Johnny, you're welcome anytime. That's really funny. So yeah, I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due. They have actually uh, done their job this time, it would it would seem. So I'm assuming it's going to take quite a long while for all of this to uh, play out. Honestly, it's a week in review. There's not much else to talk about in crypto, but hopefully we can get past uh, obsessing over SBF and friends. <sighs> you know what I mean? Jeff Biacco says, in prison, the BF in SBF does not stand for being afraid. He means boyfriend. He means it's boyfriend. Luke says Gary Wang's new name is Wary Gang. He's in the Wary Gang if he wants to survive. If he wants to survive, you have to join the Wary Gang. And meanwhile, this is the this is the dumbest story of the entire thing, right? The SEC calls FTT exchange token a security. Thank you for the protection. Right? We have FTX, a pyramid and Ponzi scheme of epic proportions, all perpetuated on top of the free money printer that was FTT security token, because basically they just pumped the price of the token, which then they were able to use as collateral, which then allowed them to continue printing money. And it was this evil, evil, evil circular scheme that eventually died. And luckily, we had the amazing consumer protection of the SEC led by legend Gary Gensler to help protect us from this in advance. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They Now that it's gone to zero in the complaints against Wang and Ellison, they're deeming FTX, FTT, a security. Their job is literally to protect consumers, consumer protection. That's what Gary Gensler is supposed to do. And now what they're doing is using the token that they didn't protect anyone from, the exchange that they protected nobody from. In fact, you could say that they were complicit, but hey, you can just watch me on Yahoo Finance if you want to see why I said that. But now they're deeming it security, which protects literally nobody. In fact, it will hurt the remaining holders, whatever FTT might be worth. And it will probably hurt a lot of consumers who hold other tokens that could now theoretically be deemed securities as they build this precedent for calling things securities. So notice, you know, the library credits case, this, there was other cases in the past where they've just randomly, like in one sentence, included seven or eight random tokens as things that are securities. We still have zero clarity as to what is a security in crypto. And we only find out after the fact when things go bad and people get hurt. And it makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense. Yeah. Joe would like you to everybody Wang Chung with me. Uh, we're going to make Gary Wang jokes all day. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wearing chung tonight. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, so now FTT exchange token has been deemed a security, but not officially only in a complaint against them. And still nobody knows what that means. But here's what they said. In the complaint, it highlighted that FTX would use proceeds from the token sale to fund the development, marketing, business operations, and growth of FTX while using language to emphasize that FTT is an investment with profit potential. The FTT materials made clear that FTX core management team's efforts would drive the growth and ultimate success of FTX. You know what? In this, in this case, who can, who can argue? It's probably security. 
But maybe you should have uh, let everybody know that before they got absolutely completely wrecked. Maybe you guys uh, should have been investigating Sam Bankman-Fried instead of deeming him the golden boy and the man that we needed to represent us on Capitol Hill and the guy who was meeting directly with Gary Gensler in an effort to get a wall put around FTX when regulation dropped. My God, man. My God. Joe Bob wants me to talk about the XRP versus SEC case. To be honest, I'm not exactly sure where it stands today. I can just say that we should all be cheering for XRP to win that case because that would be a pretty epic blow to the to the space if Ripple XRP is deemed a security. Jeff says, uh, he missed me so damn much. I missed you too, buddy. So let's continue on with the news and not much of it's good. Not much of it's good. Inside Core Scientific's pre-arranged bankruptcy. The world's biggest publicly traded Bitcoin miner filed for Chapter 11 protection Wednesday. Here's more details on what that means. Well, first of all, their chief mining officer, Russell Kahn, you know, he said the situation is much closer to Hertz and Ford and Delta than FTX. Everybody got to be throwing that FTX out there. But basically, this should be a true restructuring chapter 11. I had Mike Alfred on, I believe it was last week, and he was saying how insanely cheap the stock was. It was down 99%. And assuming they did not declare bankruptcy, that it would do very well. But listen, we saw Hertz go up five times because of Wall Street bets when it declared bankruptcy. This does not mean the stock is dead, but it does look like this is more of a restructuring than a liquidation. But yeah, Pretty crazy. I mean, these guys, Core Scientific, they account for 10% of the entire hash rate of the Bitcoin network. We're talking about 50 Bitcoin a day. They mine 1,295 Bitcoin mined in October. It's a lot of Bitcoin, man. A lot of Bitcoin. So this is one of those things that would probably be solved by a massive pump in the price of Bitcoin. But we've been talking about this for a while. We've had this rare situation here where we have hash rate at extreme highs, at all-time highs. While profitability in machines are at an all-time low, there's inflation, there's extreme electricity costs. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible time to be a Bitcoin miner. So we will see what happens here, but hopefully uh, we will be able to see them turn this around because, uh, uh, you know, we don't really want to see uh, more liquidations of assets. The thing is, though, if you guys have paid attention, you'll see a lot of fun about these miners. They've pretty much sold. They've pretty much sold their uh they've pretty much sold their assets already. They don't really have that much Bitcoin that they're sitting on that can put a apparently they can put a massive selling pressure onto the market. Crypto Golfer says chapter eleven mean investors are last in line and get screwed. That certainly seems to be the case with every single proceeding I've seen thus far. I mean, while I was gone, you guys probably saw that Voyager is now being sold apparently to Binance.us rather than FTX US. And if you start to do the math on how much the lawyers are paid and how much it costs to do this chapter 11 over and over and over again, probably the first day if they had just liquidated the assets and everybody had just taken their piece of that $700 million hole, we would have gotten a hell of a lot more money. You know, now it's probably going to be 50 to 60 cents on the dollar at best, maybe even lower. It's crap. It's crap. None of this helps anyone. Anyone. Uh, so... Let's hope that uh, we stop seeing this contagion. We stop seeing these failures. We stop being embarrassed on the 
world stage and things better. And speaking of, uh, you know, FUD and bad things going down with Binance, everything is not fine, says Jean-Viev Rock Dector. Now, you guys, I had her on and you guys kept screaming, her name's Genevieve. No, Jean-Viev. I know how to pronounce my guest name. Anyways. Yeah, she's uh, been going hard, going hard on the uh, on the crypto side at trying to do some investigative journalism and dig deep into what's happening here. This, of course, is from a few days ago. But honestly, man, you know, I I I, I can't uh, embrace yet the Binance fund. Just being honest, there are a lot of similar red flags, but this is not FTX. There's no hedge fund that they're funneling all their money to. Your customer funds are probably actually, you know, getting deposited onto Binance. So this is not the same situation as FTX. Doesn't mean that something can't go wrong, but this is not the same situation. She went through a whole lot of different reasons. Like for one, when looking at Binance, we know that they received a huge amount, maybe billions of dollars, hundreds of millions, certainly, in FTT in the deal uh, when Binance was bought out of FTT by FTX. Well, we know that those coins are now worth nothing. Is anyone accounting for the fact that, that those hundreds of million dollars now are a big fat zero? Also, there's a lot of people who are claiming that Binance could have a clawback on the $2.1 billion that they received. That was years ago. Maybe... But that seems extremely unlikely from everything that I've read, considering it was a buyout. It's not like a payment. Anyways, there's the fear that they could have $2.1 billion clawed back. That would be a very, very hard pill to swallow for any exchange. See, file under not. Fine. Uh, And his answer when asked about it on CNBC, CZ said, we're financially strong, right? But listen, like this is not a company that is required to share its balance sheet. Private company, they should. Private company. But then, of course, we saw Mazers, Mazers, Mazars. Uh, we talked about it last week that they've stopped doing crypto, crypto audits and basically just removed the Binance audit from their website, even though they said not an audit. Uh, okay. And then, of course, uh, the fact that they have a huge part of their reserves in BNB, uh, in BNB, which could be a similar uh, situation to FTT or so they say, but it's actually a pretty small uh, percentage of what they hold. More than 70% of finance reserves are in BNB, BUSD, and Tether, but mostly in BUSD and Tether. Either way, guys, listen, let's just do this again. Crypto exchanges are awesome. Everyone's hating on them. There's tons of FUD. I'm not saying the businesses, but I'm saying if we want uh, to get money in and out of crypto. And if we want to trade, we need exchanges. So that does not mean that you leave your assets there. Don't. I hope nobody just cuts that beginning clip and acts like the, I didn't say the rest of it. Use an exchange for what its purpose is if you're going to trade. That's it. And use it for that few minutes when you're getting your money in and out and sending it off to cold storage. But if you're going to trade and you're going to use leverage, that can be a great risk management and counterparty risk management tool. It's fine, but only use it for trading. That's it. And then you won't have to worry about what Binance does. If at this point, listen, first of all, if Binance goes over, it would be horrible. But at this point, all the net outflows, people are clearly listening. But at this point, if another exchange goes under and you are still custodying all of your assets there and not just the part you're trading with, it's going to be like a, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Right? Like Voyager, Celsius, BlockFi, FTX, 
bald, a whole list of other, I mean, just guys, it's time to protect your own ass. Time to protect your own ass. I'm not saying that means you should go bank run on any of these exchanges and take everything off, but use them for what they're for. This is not your bank. This is not your custodian. It's an amazing place to go trade a whole lot of assets, right? That's what we got there. What do we got next now? So I don't know. I, I can't pander in the FUD necessarily, but it's a very good time to be careful and take care of yourself. I love this story. Next financial crisis will be from crypto if it's not banned. Indian Central Bank Governor. So basically what we have here is a central banker saying that the single thing that is a threat to his central bank is bad. Central banker says that crypto, which could directly impact the success of central bank, is bad. But this guy is really fudding it hard, right? And if, if you're not getting conflicting adoption versus ban information out of India, it wouldn't be Friday, right? Every single time. We get some China or India FUD somewhere in every single cycle. That's just the way it is. But yeah, this is their central bank governor saying that crypto is a massive threat, that private cryptocurrencies will be the end, and that everything should be outright banned. Yeah. I think the term private cryptocurrency is a fashionable way of describing what is otherwise a 100% speculative activity, and there is talk that it should be regulated. Uh, what you might not notice in this story is that the Central Bank of India is pushing extremely hard for central bank digital currency, of which Bitcoin and obviously stable coins and all cryptocurrency would be a massive competitor. And we all know that they're better than central bank digital currencies. So maybe this guy should STF you because we see what you're doing, man. Here's what he said. Our view is that it should be prohibited because if you try to regulate it and allow it to grow, please mark my words, the next financial crisis will come from private cryptocurrencies. They have no underlying value. They have huge inherent risk for our macroeconomic and financial stability. I'm yet to hear any credible argument about what public good or what public purpose it serves. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to the final story of the day. Speaking of countries doing things with cryptocurrency, and this one is not bad news, except for maybe the ball scenario part. I don't know if you guys like him or not. I'm not Brazilian. But Brazil gets crypto trading ground rules as Bolsonaro signs law. We saw that this went through. It came short, obviously, of deeming Bitcoin legal tender, which a lot of people wanted, and we've seen in El Salvador. But this did put a robust regulatory framework and very clear guidance as to what people can do in Brazil. Here's what they said. The law published Thursday in the federal, official Federal Gazette defines crypto as the digital representation of an asset that can be traded, transferred, and used for payments or investments. Crypto providers are subject to laws preventing money laundering and concealment of assets, as well as against financing of terrorism, criminal organizations, and the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. Authorities can impose jail time. For those who fail to comply, you know, that, like that's a very simple paragraph, but very powerful because they said, hey, it's still illegal to do crime and fraud using crypto. But otherwise, let's, you know, let's let the people do what they want with this asset class, make some money, invest in it. And we will put a framework. Everybody's doing it, Gary Gensler. Come on, man. Time for the United States government to come figure this out because this is a joke. Every country in the world will eventually get some crypto regulation and most of it will probably be sensible. But yeah, I mean, do we really have to say like that crypto providers are subject to money laundering 
laws and concealment of assets and terrorism and criminal organizations? Yeah, because those things are crimes and it doesn't matter whether you're using crypto or whether you're using dollars or whether you're using postage stamps. I don't care. I don't care. It makes literally no sense to have to reiterate that it's illegal to use crypto for crimes, right? We have Gary Gensler, of course, saying, well, we have every law that we need to prosecute these people. Yeah, man, what we need is some regulatory clarity, whether good or bad, as to how we can proceed in this industry. That's all the news I have in review for this week. Maybe you guys have a whole bunch of uh, news. Yeah, Luke says major banks get fined every year. Wells Fargo again recently. Dude, these guys, it's all fraud. JP Morgan's got in trouble. Wells Fargo has been getting absolutely crushed year after year after year with billions and billions in fines. But when you make tens and tens of billions of dollars, it's worth probably taking those fines and moving on. That's what they do. It's crazy. It's wild. Guys, I now I'm going to go going to go write a newsletter for you guys. And I got to go deal with my children. You know, it's the holidays. It's the holidays. But I'm going to be here now. We will be here on Monday, December 26th. And we will be here on January 2nd. So I know you guys will be home and bored and looking for any excuse to do anything. So that's what I go. Crucified says, Scotty, can I show my shop? Go ahead. Go ahead. I trust you. Go ahead. Throw up, throw up a link or something. This better not be to like some really dirty, weird stuff or, or some kind of scam. But I'm going to let you do it, Drew. You've been here a long time. I'm just going to wait here so I see a link. I'm going to do it. Doing. Yeah. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Drew, we want to see your store. Now he's like, oh, shit. I got to get this together really fast. I'm, I'm literally just going to sit here. Um, should we do the Jeopardy music? What do we got? Come on. I don't know. Drew, I guess we'll uh, we'll have to do it next time, man. Unless I, you got 10 seconds. Ta- Drew will continue to be here. Give me the link, man. Give me the link. This is What are you selling? Can't get it. Drew, come on, man. It's your moment. This is your moment. Tonight is night. Link not working. He sent it. All right. Message me and we'll figure it out. Guys, I do have to go though. Of course, check out the thing scrolling at the bottom. Like I said, you're going to be hearing a whole lot about Prime XBT in the future. Guys, that's all I got for you today. Thank you for tuning in. It is great to be back and I will have my SHIT much more together on Monday when I'm not the most tired person in the world. Peace, guys. That's dope.